0: This week's review episode is brought to you by JD Accounting Services. Yes. I'm excited about that. I am too. Are you a creative or small business owner who wants to grow your brand or business, control your spending, and track your earnings?
1: Why, yes, I am. What?
0: JD Accounting Services is here to help you. They are a black Capital B, I like that. family team of cloud-based accountants with over 40 years of combined experience servicing clients nationwide. They provide each client with secure and confidential monthly record keeping, including receipt and document storage, mm-hmm. financial reports, okay. analysis, and recommendations based on your business performance and trends. They are a full service team offering not just bookkeeping services, but payroll, billing to customers, and bill payment to vendor services as well.
1: They showing the money. Showing it.
0: With JD Accounting Services, each client has access to their team of remote accountants 24-7. They are a fresh team who understands that money makers are always on the go, which means that each client can communicate, send and receive documents directly from your phone, tablet, and laptop.
1: Visiting old guys and office buildings are a thing of the past. Thank God. Word. Shit. Visit JD Accounting Services today for all your back off his needs and let them help you succeed and grow your
0: business that's right visit www.jdaccounting.com for more details and email them at info at to schedule a free virtual face-to-face consultation that's www.jdeeaccounting.com welcome to dear black people the show where two womanist race nerds review the fuck out of the netflix series dear black people the show where two womanist race nerds review the fuck out of the netflix series dear white people i'm queen i'm jay every week we'll be reviewing two episodes Please be prepared for motherfucking spoilers. We won't spoil anything after the episodes that we were reviewing or the ones we reviewed on the previous show. So you can listen to that if you want to watch them one episode at a time or two by twos or however you want to do it. And if you're somebody who does not watch television of any kind or... Web series or whatever, (laughs) Netflix or anything. You don't watch things. If you don't watch things, you can still listen to our series without having watched because we will do a play by By play play. of each episode.
1: Yes. It's like a fucking auditory journey okay of the episode yeah. yeah it's like an audible yes it's like an audiobook. from two women's race now that's, that's right it's a market there bitches Damn.
0: yeah so thank you for coming back if you listened to our first episode where we reviewed chapters one, one and, and two, two of dear white people thank you so much for listening to that and mm-hmm. thank you for coming back for this episode Yeah, we are actually enjoying this motherfucking series so it's been fun to talk about we don't hate it which is which is really really great i wasn't sure what was gonna happen or how we were gonna feel but i'm actually i think i'm kind of here for this (laughs) What?
1: Yeah I'm enjoying it I'm enjoying Good
0: it. You guys had a lot to say About our salty Or sugary grits Yes Conversation We yes. thank you for your feedback you I maintain should. that grits Are um, a salty food They should not have Sugar and sweets on them
1: I maintain that I don't give a fuck What you put in your grits okay. I don't care mm-hmm. Someone said I sound like an old auntie Talking about something Don't waste the food That's all I care about <laughs> Don't waste your fucking food However you need Put paprika in it I don't fucking don't care do I'm I not care. gonna eat it Don't mm-hmm. serve it to me mm-hmm. Now don't, don't serve Serve
0: it to me, okay. You don't do, serve. You do actually sound like okay, don't give it to me now, okay.
1: But you, you, you do what you you, want. Want. you do what you want, okay. Okay.
0: All right, auntie. okay. All
1: I okay. Okay. need is the red gloves, <laughs> the red. Oh my gloves. goodness, you
0: need Jennifer Lewis red leather gloves. Yes,
1: you're right. And now, okay. But yeah. Um. Sorry, I was tapping in. All right. To my Jennifer Lewis. To your auntie season. Yeah. Okay. That that's really cool. Worked. All right. Well.
0: We are here reviewing chapters three and four, and four. of Dear White People. And um, this week, chapter three focuses on Lionel. Lionel is the um, young black gay character. Yes.
1: And he is fucking adorable. He is so
0: cute. And I cannot fucking deal.
1: I'll, I'll talk about an episode.
0: All right. So we open this episode with Lionel talking to himself in the mirror. It looks like he's giving himself a pep Pe-talk. talk. He's trying to figure out his style. He's trying
1: to figure out, yeah, his style and where he fits in fashion. Um, And he's also coming into, like, being a gay man because he came out last season. Mm -hmm. So now he's trying to figure out where he fits in that space.
0: Right, because he never felt like it mattered before. Yes, and he seems like, I don't know if this is addressed. No, actually, I think that it was. Because we get the impression that he grew up around mostly white folks. Yeah. So when he shows up in the first season, as well as in the movie, he has this huge afro. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily because he likes having a huge afro, but it's because he can't find a good barber. Yeah. He never had one. Mm-hmm. Um, So his roommate, who is Troy, gives him a proper haircut Troy in the first episode. Troy could get all of it. Troy could get he it. He could really get all of it, yes. yo. This little fuckboy look that he has going this season. Yes. With the fucking uh, rugged beard yeah. and the fucking,
1: uh, fucking haircut. It's Wearing gray sweats all the time. Like, yeah. he can get it. Last season, I was not paying any attention. Yeah. Now I can get it. He's got that fuckboy look mm-hmm. that we love. Yes. All tox- right. So, okay. So okay. toxic. All right. So toxic. So toxic. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we're back, to, we're back to Lionel. Right, so they actually are having a really good. I'm enjoying their bromance that I they're am having too. and their I friendship am too a lot. and their openness with one another and their openness that we are seeing, uh, like this kind of ease of friendship that they have where neither one of them are ashamed of one another. There's a space. Yes. There's space there, there's safety there mm-hmm. in their dorm room and with one out another in the world. out in the world. It's yeah. not just in a dorm room, right. which is really,
1: really important.
0: Right, right, right. So now um lionel's got the fresh haircut he is exploring his style he wants to go out it happens to be pride night yeah which it seems like he's he's just um starting to care about mm-hmm. this season and kind of just you know he's got this uneasy he is like such a good face actor he, i don't know he is like that's how what to I explain he that.
1: knows how to always look awkward yes he does it with his face all the time like mm-hmm. there are scenes Um, and this particular episode where he's not even who the camera's looking at, but his face is still doing shit. Yes. He's like, I love it. He's
0: amazing at it. And he happens to look like one of my, the cubs in my tribe, actually. (laughs) He He looks like the gay cub in my tribe. And so I have a very special connection (laughs) to this little character because my cub is not as awkward as this, as Lionel is, Mm -hmm. but I think that my cub thinks that he is that awkward Mm -hmm. And, and he's younger so he's like still actually going through it you know what i'm saying (laughs) going through all that stuff but um but yeah this this lionel he like holds a special place in my heart and shit i'm kind of obsessed with him so we see that he is i don't know did that scene happen
1: already but.
0: where they he ha- he's reading this literature on um secret orders yes. on these campuses
1: secret societies mm-hmm. and, all those things.
0: and and seeing where does he fit into this story of secret societies yeah. he was so backstory he was on the school paper was it the winchester what, what the I independent remember? so he yes the winchester independent right so he was writing for that publication when last season he was the one to expose um the plans that they had for integrating Whatever Parker A P yeah. we'll call it. A P House, the Black House on campus. Yeah. So he exposed that. So he is also helped to um ruin, I guess, the newspaper because of that exposure. Yeah, Funding has been pulled for the paper. The person no who funded exists. the paper
1: was also the person who was going for that the AP house to be integrated. Yes. So since he blew it up, it's like, give me my fucking money back. Mm -hmm. So the paper doesn't exist anymore.
0: Exactly. So the school goes into the history of the paper. This sorry, the episode goes into the history of the paper. It goes into his relationship with Silvio, who was the editor of the paper, Uh who is also um, I guess people would call him Mestizo. To me he's a little bit of a white presenting. Latinx person, yeah. but I guess mestizo because he's still to the naked eye, he's still either like very Italian in like a Sicilian ass black ass yeah, way, exactly. or yeah, you, I guess he, he's you clearly, clearly know the white stone
1: claimer. Say know? that again. Like he he clearly looks like the whites don't. Like he's not with the whites.
0: Right. If his name were Kardashian then he would be allowed to yeah, be white. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But he's but clearly like a person of color, but you can tell he gets away with a little bit of white murder.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's got can, that look. Like I've I've seen the whole season, so yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All
0: right. So he's got that look, but they kind of, so he was the editor of this paper that's now no longer exists. And so he's going through his own things but he's kind of fallen for Lionel who even though Lionel is like an awkward dude who's kind of still figuring his shit out he does have strong principles and shit yeah. and that is attractive to a sleaze ball like Silvio who was kind of sleaze ball last season so we're just getting to learn more about the sleaziness. Learn
1: more about his sleaze.
0: Right. So Silvio, we see, actually spent the night. It looks like he spent the night in Lionel's dorm room, but we learned he kind of just fell asleep there drunk, like they didn't have sex or anything like that.
1: They were supposed to hang out. He got right. there drunk and his f- fell asleep on his bed yes. and was passed out for like an hour yes, because- when they were supposed to actually be out and like doing things mm-hmm. for what Lionel assumed. You know, it was a date and mm-hmm. you fucking came late and just passed out on my, my bed. Right.
0: Because Silvio it's is a, a white presenting fuck boy. Yeah. And a sleaze ball. So we cut to Lionel sitting in his dorm room looking through Instagram and we can tell that he's looking at these different groups of gay men. Yes. Different groups of gay men. You got the white jocks. You have these like blended groups. You have like whatever this fuck. I don't, I don't know these groups. The only group of white of, of gay dudes that I noticed were the white jocks. Who I want nothing to do with and then my black gay friends here uh-huh. at the end.
1: I thought one of them one of the group to like lumberjackish ish, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, they had a lumberjack vibe yeah. but I, I I don't think that I have the uh the range to say whatever group they were supposed to be, but he's looking on Instagram through these different groups of black of gay folks and then at the end the final group he looks at is um what looks to me to be like the cool black gay dudes on campus who Mm -hmm. are comfortable being black and together and gay Mm -hmm. and he puts himself in In that that image which i didn't notice until watching this the second time i didn't notice
1: it to the second time either yeah you
0: have to watch i I really do believe you have to watch these episodes more than once to catch everything that's happening like Mm -hmm. they are very layered so i thought that that was cute that it's clear that he doesn't know where he belongs, but out of everything he's seen, he feels like this is where he would fit most and he wants to hang out and connect with other black gay folks. Yeah. And I think that is cool that this episode in particular, goes more into it later, shows that there are different Mm -hmm. types of gay gay. folks. Like and that it's important to acknowledge those intersections and just not not just lump everybody into this one one, group not recognizing everybody's like differences and experiences and um and how that affects The type of oppression that they experience. Yeah, exactly. You know? So he sees women go into Troy's room. So we know that uh, Troy, this is Troy's whole season. So he's recovering from whatever bullshit he experienced.
1: He's he's always been in whole season. Right. He was a whole last time.
0: Now he's leaning more into it because he's he's had that whole, Troy, as we know, is the son of the dean who is now on the outs because he broke the glass at the protest. Yes.
1: But he has always whole season for him yeah but my way shorty swing my way sure <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah. so we have with a shirtless troy we're with a shirtless troy in the bathroom
0: and he's giving it all to us he looks amazing
1: he looks like look his lips <laughs> <laughs>
0: sorry <laughs> all right he needs, he needs this work but anyway so they have this conversation about homosexuality yes. and troy actually had two lesbians come to his place because he was going to try and get into a threesome, a threesome and he's like "Come because to find lesbians
1: out. have threesomes with men
0: with straight men apparently that's how it goes yeah but Shocker to him, they were actually lesbians, lesbians who do not want to fuck men. Men. And he he couldn't wrap his head around that. And Lionel is like, "What is your fucking problem?" And it's interesting because Troy is like, "Oh, I'm problematic. I accept that shit. Deal with it." Yeah. So, I think that's a fun space to be in in college. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. I'm problematic. I'm problematic.
1: He knows it's a problem. I'm 20. Leave me alone. Yes. I'm problematic. Okay. I've been depressed. I want a pussy. Like- <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think that's fair. But he decides to join. He hears that Lionel and Sylvia are going out um, that night to hang out for Pride. And Troy is like, listen, I'm joining. I know there's going to be straight women at these parties. Because he's problematic. He's problematic. And, and of I'm Of course, he to thinks fuck. there's
1: going to be women there for him. Yes. Because <laughs> all the women are for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But he also makes a commitment at this time to help lionel get laid he's like yeah. one of us is gonna going get, get some, some sex cheeks. lionel said, also of, reveals specifically that he's one
1: of us are gonna smack some cheeks tonight is that what he said yes Oh.
0: <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> so they show up at the first party and it's a bunch of writers all gay yeah mostly white and Latin-presenting or Mm -hmm. white-aligned students, and Troy and Lina look to be the only black people there. Yes, So they're there, and it seems to be... Another reason why I like this is that there's this assumption, I think, amongst a a lot of people that gay folks can't be racist or can't be oppressive, and it's a lot of um, white gay men who are able to pass as white straight men yep. or just be white and gay and because you, you're a white, white man yeah you're a white man you still benefit from or, white manhood and white or male privilege. because
1: you're white and gay you think that because a piece of you a piece of like a part of your intersection this gayness can be oppressed that mm-hmm. things you do couldn't oppress other people right because I'm a part of a group that's oppressive. So there's no way that I could oppress other
0: people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so Troy is asking Lionel, yo, are these are these your people? Like, <laughs> And he's like, I I guess. I mean, they're gay. And this is Lionel's, again, probably one of his first experiences in exploring, yeah. like, what are the gay community? What what are my options exactly. as a gay person trying to find community? Like, what's out there for me? So Troy suggests, since he's kind of, Lionel is kind of there because he wants to hang out with Silvio, Troy mm-hmm. suggests that he is never alone that night. It's like yeah. as as Silvio's walking around talking to other people, make sure you don't look alone. Make sure you look like you don't need, need him, him or need to be exactly. with him. So Troy wanders into a Lionel wanders into a room and he sees another black dude there. Um, and he's like, oh, do you know anybody here? Lionel strikes up a conversation, conversation, which we know is is out of character. We know that he's uncomfortable. We know he's dying. trying to do something. He's putting himself out there and making and an effort. he saw
1: another black man, so he's full of comfort in that. So yes. that's why he was able to yes. do that and able to put himself out mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. in that way.
0: Right. And he's like, so do you know anyone here? And the guy's like, no, not really. That's, you know, that's the fun part or whatever. But mm-hmm. he seems welcoming to this conversation. So as the conversation progresses, he reveals that he's a writer. And eventually, the black dude says, Oh, just so that you know, I'm not into other black guys. And I wanted to stab him in the face. I wanted
1: to stab him. Because I'm like,
0: My little Lionel went out there. He put himself on the line. First of all, he wasn't even necessarily trying to talk to you. Not even that hot. Okay? He's just saying, Hey, black dude, I see you over there. Maybe we can know each other's name and be friends. And you out here talking about go away, nigger. Okay? Yeah. No. I didn't like that. Not today, I also, Satan. It
1: also made me think of a time when you and I was out and this black gay man was saying how he like only dates white men. I don't know if you remember that. Oh,
0: was that that time we had that adventure? <laughs> I
1: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> your, oh, not that time. Oh, okay. We be having <laughs> Oh, that was an adventure. Not that time. It was actually a little we more recent. Adventures. I don't want to say the name of the person because okay. there's somebody who's like visible.
0: Oh! 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 He did kind of allude to that, and they
1: and they were, um, talking about and that for me, I've heard that before, but I guess I've never heard it like right, like a person actually like move their mouth. And those words come out. Like I've heard that in conversation amongst Mm -hmm. um, black gay men, but I never really heard a black man say that. Mm -hmm. So it was just like weird. And even when they were trying to explain why and all of this stuff, it would sound like bullshit to me, but it was just like, okay. Like I I didn't even know what to say. I had, I had
0: a, I had a black gay friend who was like that, but I kind of wrote him off as somebody who aspired to whiteness anyway um but i think that it i mean when i say wrote him off we were still friends but i wrote that part of him off Mm. as like okay first of all he's still he's not even like fully out he's still figuring out yeah what this is and what it's going to mean for him or whatever there's there are levels of like compartmentalizing and shit like that going on um but also in general he just assumed he he gave me the impression that he felt like white things were better anyway Got you know what it, i'm saying yeah. but it's interesting as i get older and i run across more black gay men um of different varieties who are often black aligned yeah but are like no i just want to date white yeah, men it is, so yeah
1: it's really strange
0: yeah i can't i'm not a gay black
1: yeah, man I so kinda, yeah that's what i think that's why when i was having a conversation with that man i'm like eh. I'm Okay, girl. Mm-hmm. Like, I right. talk about something else. Right. I don't know what to do here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did want to stab him also when
0: he. Yeah. That. So he says this to my little nephew Lionel, and he <laughs> walks away, and I'm mur- I want to murder him. But I I like that Lionel is like trying things, but my heart is like, clenching, and I'm cringing for him this entire episode. So one of these white gay dudes walks up to him again, and is like, hey, you know, da da da, and it's friendly, gives him a drink, mm-hmm. and invites him to sit down and talk somewhere yes. else. So he's in this room with these gay white men, and they're doing their banter. Was there anything worth repeating here for you?
1: Um, The only thing that I didn't like was one of the white gay men, he preferred to Asian... Gay men as rice cakes or something like
0: that. Right. Well, that's what, right. So then Lionel checks it. So one of them is like, oh, you know, can we say that anymore? And somebody's like, well, we're already gay. gay. So we shouldn't, nothing should be off or, or we shouldn't have to be politically correct about anything. And Lionel kind of stands up and is like, that's easy for you to say say as a white male who benefits from everything in this world. And they stop and they look at him and then they move on to something else and dismiss it. Yeah. And Silvio has already come in like, are you ready to go? And he had kind. I've been playing it like nah, we just got here. But he's like, you know what? But I'm, I'm done ready with to these go. white people. I'm ready to go. Yes. But I did like how they Y'all showed Y'all are not my people, right? Yeah. Yes, I liked how they showed the intersections of gayness, of privilege, of oppression, yeah. of being in this space. Because even though this this room is highly white and this is highly racialized, this is also a certain type of white, white gay people yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like they're all very preppy
1: They're re- yeah they, like if you're not if you haven't watched it mm-hmm. they were like bow ties and ties and like right they're all a certain so, weight yes.
0: they're all these they're all fit, yeah their body quote, type unquote. is the same right yes. right 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 right
1: i appreciated lino in this space because as awkward as he is and as awkward as it is for mm-hmm. him to just like speak in spaces he's like the only he just got rejected from the only black person in the space mm-hmm. now he's talking to these white men who welcomed them in the space but they still got disrespectful and he still checked them so i know it's just a character in the show but it was like yes lino do you do i wanted to give him a hug because it's like that took a lot Mm -hmm. for him because he this episode is about him looking for his space yes so he could have just like folded yes and he didn't yes so
0: and it's little black lion
1: cubs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> everywhere in white spaces doing this
0: yes. shit being awkward being uncomfortable standing up for the s- themselves anyway yes. challenging themselves in spite of this yep. and it's not fair to them they're doing us a service you He's know so what i'm saying they're doing us a service okay, sorry. yeah <laughs> so troy was at up. that per- that party troy of course found a white girl to make out with
1: yeah and, but Troy was done before them because he was outside.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Troy had been outside making out with that white girl. So now they're at a party at the radio station. Yes. And Silvio is... So Silvio basically knows all the gay happenings on campus. So Silvio is there and he's like, so have, so you've done Donna before, right? So mm. Donna is apparently the name of this party yes. at the radio station. So it looks to be a very cool party. Yeah. Silvio knows the DJ because he knows everybody mm-hmm. on campus. This is a much more diverse space. There are white people here, but they seem to be cooler, more chill. <laughs> what? Cooler. Cooler. They're cooler. It's
1: cool, folks.
0: Uh, we're at Donna, and Troy notices Kelsey and Coco there dancing. So um, as he mentioned earlier, like, it was guaranteed that there were going to be straight women dancing Dang and I feeling free yes. on Pride.
1: Because... Night. There's freedom there.
0: Yes, because they're not being harassed by straight men. Yes. And it reminds me of a time in New York where I almost died at fucking Splash. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Splash. For anybody who remembers Splash, remember was Splash. a huge gay club in New York that had all <laughs> types of That Jay almost nights. got squashed at. I definitely almost died at Splash. Oh I've been God. to Splash several times, but I almost died there only one time because you get so comfortable. Usually I have to think about well i should always think about how much i'm drinking but usually you have to think about how much you're drinking not just because it's unsafe to be like super drunk and you want to be able to get home but also you don't want to be fucking raped you don't want to be fucking murdered you don't want some some straight guy to try and take advantage of you or some shit like that and there's a freedom when you're at a gay club is that oh i can dance here have a good time time. it's no pressure to meet men but i can still party and have fun with men or whatever I got so drunk at Splash that I almost died there. And then after I almost died there, I stumbled about the city. I made several stops and almost
1: died in those places too.
0: But anyway, I didn't die at Splash, thank God.
1: You didn't because you're here.
0: I didn't because I'm here. But Splash was a good fucking time, mm-hmm. yo. They had go-go dancers. They the had Splash. different nights that were like super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking loved it there, yo. That's one of the great big uh, things to go. That's what I said. It's one of those things I know. to go. I know. One of those things that's, that's gone. It's not there anymore. It made me sad. It made me sad. People go to boxers now. I have not been there. No, I have been there.
1: I've been to boxers. Yeah. It's not splash. It's no splash. It's
0: just no splash. I went to splash another night and I fell in love and I had to have my friends tell me several times, remind me that I was at a gay bar and that none of these men were interested in me. You
1: would do that.
0: He was giving me the I.O. I. He might have been interested in me.
1: He could have. He, just he been. could be bisexual.
0: They wasn't trying to like believe me.
1: But people don't believe in bisexuals, so there's that.
0: He was not trying to I was like, yo, he's trying to take me back to Washington. He could have been. But people don't believe in bisexuals, so there's that. Those don't exist. People like, nah, girl, nah. Right, so Kelsey and Coco are there dancing freely um coco still has beef with troy so she's like please don't look at me leave me alone i didn't come here for this i'm here to be oogled at but not by you yes kelsey is like i'm just here to party please don't look at me why are you even here straight man leave me alone (laughs) um there's a straight
1: (laughs) and the party oh man
0: so Silvio dips to go say what's up to the dj troy goes to try and find straight women uh he tells lionel yo go walk around mingle don't be seen alone and then natalie we're gonna call her natalie <laughs> <Yes>. okay <laughs> this woman we used to work at h&m together this and woman, woman called natalie. natalie she just fucking did too much yo we too weren't performing much for no surgery. reason she did too much for no reason she was too invested she was hyper these you are artificial thought we were in the ER, cotton yo. blends they really it was rayon okay it was <laughs> Acrylic. all types of shits. it was <laughs> it was yeah nothing worth nothing. Uh, fighting over <laughs> But anyway, so Natalie, we're going to call her, approaches Lionel. She used to write at the Independent and she's like, yo, what the fuck?
1: You, yeah she, she ruined independence he's like going hard for this paper that she's she did going paid off on him
0: it. she's going off on what he did to Silvio. she's she, like i'm here with Silvio. she's like yeah but you don't know he was hurt he was broken so she's doing too much but she's clearly as drunk as i was when i was at splash that yes. night and I almost died mm-hmm. and then her song comes on and she moves on um <laughs> so yeah as
1: as many black women do at parties <laughs> it's like listen i've cursed you out and now it's time to dance i'm done, Beyonce's I'm done yeah. <laughs> So that was an interesting exchange. And then. Oh, he... wait, they're actually dancing to Baby Mother. Oh, okay. Let's make sure we say that. Yeah. He's dancing to Baby Mother. Check I'm out her music. Like. He's a rapper. Okay.
0: So um, Lionel notices Silvio getting a little bit flirty with the bartender, with the DJ at this place, as mm-hmm. he's kind of been getting flirty with different men throughout the throughout night. Throughout the night. And Lionel's like, yo, we are supposed to hang out. Lionel then sees, he notices Sam. Sam. Across the room, Sam gives him the black person nod and or I see you. I'm your friend kind of nod. Yeah. And so he goes around to say what's up to Sam. And there's this great. I love this shot. There's this great shot of where it looks like he's walking into like just a den of bad bitches Mm -hmm. sitting on a couch. It's clear that this is the group that he wants to be a part of. You -hmm. know what I'm saying? This is also the shot where Kid Fury makes his debut.
1: And Todrick.
0: And Todrick. Who I thought was interesting because I, I don't personally, and this is acting, so mm-hmm. do whatever. But I don't view Todrick and I don't think he presents himself in this um, black ass, black gay type of way. He doesn't. You know what I'm saying? I find him to be a bit white aligned mm-hmm. just as an outsider viewing. Yeah. So I thought that it was interesting. And I, I did enjoy him in this. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting to see him kind of in this den of black gay men embracing and enjoying their blackness. I like how on top in the scene, there's a resist poster. So it's very clear that this is a certain type of gay black group. Mm -hmm. So they do this slow motion thing and Sam introduces Lionel to the group. They're like, this is the black dude that y'all are obsessed with right now. So that was also kind of cool because Lionel is obsessed with that group. So it was kind of cool to see that they have been admiring Him. him as somebody who helped to expose what was happening um, with on that campus. whole dorm on campus. Yeah. Right, right, right. So he's a rebel and they respect and admire that. And, um, Todrick's character characters, like I told y'all he was family, which is what Lionel has been looking for, exactly. which is really cool. So they do, they have a little banter. And finally, Lionel says, what does he say? Yes, queen, honey, slay. He just yeah, says he just all, throws of the, all, the, all of the cute uh, gay sayings that he's been dying to say, say with it, someone and be included yeah. in all this time. And it's like clear that he doesn't know what he's saying or oh, how to apply those words.
1: That sounds like when I first started cursing. <laughs> <laughs> like when I was a kid and it was like, there's no adults here and I could do this. and It, it sounds I was not experienced. That is so funny. Yeah, but that's what it sounded like when you first start cursing. Mm-hmm. Fuck shit, damn. And they're like, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: This is also when they have the exchange about um, Taylor Swift that apparently social media and her fans got all up in a bunch about. But what
1: is what is interesting, and I like oh, that the writers yes. did that, yes. is that we know Kid Fury cannot life, stand Taylor Swift, but Todrick was in a Taylor Swift video. Oh, in real life? Yes. Oh. So that's the the writers use that those. That's what like that in real life. I didn't know. He,
0: I knew, was in a. I didn't know Tajik yes, was in that video. He was in a
1: video. I should
0: have known though. Oh,
1: because like you said, he's already line. He's yeah. you know whatever. He was mm-hmm. in a Taylor video, right. and you know we, he don't like it. So it's like they kind of addressed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, their black differences, right? And that right piece also, right. which is. Which was pretty
0: dope to very, me. Very I thought it was very cute. And I just the only side I knew it from was knowing that Kid Fury in real life does not fuck with Taylor Swift as we do. As don't you hear, should not. As you should not um that is super cute yeah, yeah. i didn't i mm-hmm. didn't notice that all that i remembered of todrick aside from his many other white aligning things was the video that he did with rupaul which i did love because i did love rupaul in yeah that, that was really good so cute but also all the dances are white
1: yeah or yeah. white presenting Every, everything
0: besides todrick and rupaul everything else in that video was white yeah totally the white. only
1: reason that i was introduced with todrick is because i'm really into musicals right and he did a lot of Disney musical songs over, yes, which I enjoy. So, so I'm like, that's yeah. how I like, you know, whatever. But yes, mm-hmm. this stuff is kind mm-hmm. of a really red
0: line, yes. But I love this whole moment, yeah. I did, I love it. It's so funny too. because, um, Lionel walks into this room and he's so eager to like kind of be in this group. And like I said, I've been thinking about like my my yes. little cub this mm-hmm. whole time, and I feel like my cub would have walked into that room and been like,
1: hey, y'all. <laughs> now i feel yeah your cup would have been fine he just fine. went and sat he just would have gone sat and down. sat down so y'all gonna
0: make me stand or can yeah, i say like, yeah like that's he, how he talks to he us been
1: <laughs> fine. he would have been
0: fine he would have been fine but um yeah so he's really really just i almost to... don't
1: understand how that guy right there with the bulberry burberry kind of print plaid how he even fits this space he looks like he shouldn't be there
0: oh that's why he's being quiet <laughs>
1: <laughs> like that's he why needs he to get up, and Lionel needs to sit down. No, right he fits.
0: He reminds me that could be one of your friends sitting there.
1: Oh, I could, no! But he would not wear that shirt. Like he that wouldn't. shirt looks like he's trying.
0: Okay, that's fair that's he would not but i, just, that I that's probably just a design misstep i think he's supposed to be like your friend he could be my friend that's what i think but it's my, supposed to be but my friend wouldn't he wear that shirt, shirt. Yeah. you're absolutely right yeah, you're right but d- shout totally. out to your friend
1: yes we love you friend we love you friend
0: <laughs> yeah so i love this whole exchange that they have they go off on arguing about taylor swift and he lionel notices that sam is still into She's still trapped on Twitter or whatever social media she's on where she's being harassed by trolls. So yeah. she's still getting sucked into that whole thing. So he talks to her. And so we see a little bit more of their friendship and yeah. connection.
1: He talks to her a little bit about Silvio. And then Silvio, who is kind of not really paying him attention mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole night, kind of pops up and is like, I'm ready to go again. That's what he did last time.
0: hmm Oh, and then Sam asked him, have you heard of Order of X, which is one of the secret societies Societies. that um, he had been researching earlier. And we kind of see throughout the night these little secret societies. Societies. You know what I'm saying? Like all these little dens of safe spaces for different groups of people. Yeah.
1: And then we cut to Troy, dance with Natalie. Mm -hmm. And they're getting their life.
0: They're getting their life. and (laughs) We know that they might have sex. I actually knew a Natalie on campus. She was getting it in. No,
1: Natalie. (laughs) and that to, natalie used, used to, to get, get it, it in.
0: in well that's yeah. common knowledge so <laughs> <laughs> um so they're walking and Silvio and lionel are walking and lionel's like yo it feels like you're not really trying to hang out with me what's good what is all this about um why did you kiss me the other night and sylvia was like what does I'm he a, say? i'm
1: a dirtbag now
0: <laughs> basically basically i kiss i kiss, I kiss people everybody yeah Line. I was like okay but then he kisses him again and just trying to in- ensure that listen i do like you but i'm not looking for this relationship shit and you're like you know super newly wet behind the ears yeah. kind of dating and stuff like that so i'm taking it easy so they go to this um other spot which is i guess where all the theater kids yeah. are hanging out silvio gets pulled away immediately 'Cause somebody says they found a set of keys. Lionel's now standing alone and has to find another space. So he finds a seat and he meets another young gay dude who is sitting playing in his phone. Yeah. And who strikes up a conversation with him. So this other kid who is equally adorable yes. who looks to be Latinx, more mestizo than yeah. Silvio's white ass. Um <laughs> <laughs> so they have this connection and he kinda talks about how he's there with the love of his life, who we see making out at the next table. table so, with they, someone,
1: so they kind of have the same kind of dynamic right, going
0: right. on. And he mentions that, you know, he likes this boy, but the guy keeps introducing him to people who love to date Latin men. Yeah. It's like, oh, don't you love being tokenized? So they kind of relate as two gay men of color in this white um, universe, in yeah. this, on this white campus, so, which is really cool and really yeah. cute. Of course, Silvio cock blocks and comes and sits in between them.
1: Because he's a dirt bag. Because he's a
0: fucking dirt bag. And he's like, I found my keys. Let's go. And uh, Lionel's like, So this is about your keys? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love
1: how I'm pissed off he is. It's so.
0: Cute. I love how when he gets pissed off, he's like fucking pissed. He's yeah, like,
1: he is. he's like, I have had it. That's right. I'm That's fucking, how his anger I'm is. I'm done with you. He probably does think. I've had it up to here. Puts his <laughs> hand up his, to his forehead. Right. So he dips. He's like, this is clearly
0: about your keys and not hanging out with me. Then they kind of have this heart to heart. They run. He runs out. They have this heart to heart on what's really a beautiful um, frame. I don't know where they shoot this thing, but that's like one of those beautiful old buildings that I would I would appreciate. With the arches
1: and the columns. Yes,
0: that I can appreciate in the absence of white students. Like if they're all asleep (laughs) and I happen to be walking campus, I went to Vanderbilt. When I happen to be walking campus without white people, i would be like, oh, that's a pretty building. I appreciate this, <laughs> and uh, then in the daytime, be white students, and we just look look like a fucking nightmare. Um, so they have this heart to heart conversation about the independent and about kind of their friendship relationship or whatever. And Sylvia was like, "Listen, my whole my whole being was invested in that paper, and yeah, now there's no paper. paper." And um, Lionel, Lionel, right? Who's black and thinking out the box is like, "Listen, you can do your own shit. You can do your own shit. We don't have to live in this white box. You have." the skills to do anything you want to do. There's this we could investigate. There's that.
1: And uh, and it, it shows how much Silvio, that's his name? Mm-hmm. I forgot. Silvio needs his white validation. Yes. And how much Lionel does not. Like, we right. could just do our own shit. There's yes. so many ways that like, we could just do our own shit. Mm-hmm. Why do we need that? Mm-hmm. Um, but Silvio is still very attached to that white val- validation. Right. right. Just to pop back real quick to when he was in that black
0: den um, with Kid Fury and everybody, yeah. when Todrick says... You your shoes suggest you enjoy Caucasian music. Oh yeah! I lived for that little moment right there because it do be the shoes. It do be the yeah. shoes, yo. You can look at somebody's shoes and tell what their story is.
1: I can't, <laughs> <laughs> but okay.
0: Well, after globalization, it did get a little bit harder. <laughs> but back in the day, you used to know what town somebody was from, like what borough they were from, or whatever, by what kind, what shoes they were wearing, what they had on their feet, or traveling state to state. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But no, I got that statement. So they have this heart to heart. They sound like maybe they have a breakthrough. And then Silvio looks at his keys and he realizes, oh, these are not actually my keys. And he's like, oh well, somebody's about to have a horrible night. And he throws the the keys, keys. somebody's keys to their car, throws them into the grass instead of going back to wherever he he got them them and say,
1: hey, these aren't mine. He throws
0: them. He's such a dirtbag. Just a fucking dirtbag who doesn't care about anything. You know that's going to ruin. He
1: only cares about himself and white validation. He only cares
0: about himself that and white it. validation, right? And that's something I would typically describe as a very white thing to do. To just, like, not yeah. care about somebody or whatever. Um But maybe it's just a bad thing to do. Maybe I shouldn't c- count yeah. those as the same things. Or maybe I should. I don't know. But anyway, so he throws the keys. He cares only about himself and at that point he's like all right so do you want to hang out and lionel is like nah i'm gonna call it a night because clearly you're a dirtbag he didn't say that but that's really why he was like done because you're a fucking dirtbag yo why would i why would i continue this
1: should have known he was greasy look at his greasy hair
0: so he goes back to the dorm bumps into coco
1: who's like tell your roommate to fucking stop talking to me and he, but he's not talking to her. Right, <laughs> Troy didn't talk to her this whole time. <laughs> he talked to her the whole time. But night. she feels that he's invading her space. Yes, yeah. I don't know why. Right. Well, I do know why. But mm-hmm. whatever.
0: Yeah. So he gets back to the dorm. Troy is there <laughs> with no woman, smoking, smoking a bong, a whole entire bong. Not even joint. not
1: talking to Coco. <laughs> not talking to Coco.
0: Minding his business. Okay, so he's back at the dorm. It looks like Lionel may have had an unsuccessful night. He's not having sex.
1: But then the phone his phone
0: dings. His phone fucking dings, yo. He picks it up, and he sees that Wesley Alvarez, who he met at that little whatever theater place
1: has the cutest dm slide that i've seen in yes. a long time he's like i time. hope it's
0: not creepy i had nothing else to do with my hands when you left and so i figured i would friend I you. I, let's I, hang out sometime yeah i found you
1: on facebook yes and then we let's see lionel
0: smiles and he starts scrolling through wesley's pictures and then he looks at the camera and i burst into tears you, i watched this you episode. burst into tears what the fuck is wrong with you i can cry right now what is wrong with you lionel found a friend yo <laughs> <laughs> he found a friend what? and i trust wesley <laughs> that's his friend <laughs> <laughs> Yo, i watched it twice i cried both
1: times Oh, but is am crying now. right now because i just wanted a to find a friend i watched it the first oh my time I was, was like, so yay. happy he felt safe and then the second time i watched it with um Whew. a guy a friend of mine and we both was like yeah he he gonna get some ass. oh but man I no didn't i didn't think
0: about guys. it i didn't think about it as a as like a date i thought about it and it could be a date but i thought more in the value of Connecting with somebody. I know you get it, but, I get it. Finding like, and safety. But all of that stuff. Oh
1: my goodness. I didn't make me cry though. I'm crying right now. I know. <laughs> she she is. Because what you're not
0: going to do is have Lionel out here being by himself. I will drive to Winchester myself, and we will be friends together. Anyway. So, dear
1: black people, be right. friends with Lionel. Dear black
0: people. <laughs> right. Dear black people, be friends with Lionel. Dear black straight people, right, I think there's a lot of us who – um make the assumption that gayness means white gay men. Yeah. And I think this was really good that it showed all the different intersections of that. So that's Dear Black Straight People. That's, yes. That's for that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a Dear
1: White People? Dear White People. You can be oppressive even when you're oppressed. Yes. You can be. Factual. Just actual. just know factually. that none of us are exempt from oppressing somebody yep. else. None of us. Nobody. Not even your white ass. Not even your white ass. Let's mm-hmm. take a break, yeah? Yeah. All right.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Dear Black People, our Dear White People review series. Mm-hmm. We actually are motherfucking podcasters. We have a
1: whole ass other show. A
0: whole entire show called Tea with Queen and Jay, where we dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. One episode at a fucking time. Every motherfucking week, we discuss liberation, pop culture, and politics. And um, we fucking like doing it, yo. Yo,
1: and you're here already. You you're love here. us. You're our friend. You might as well subscribe to our Press subscribe.
0: Shit. We do a new episode every motherfucking Tuesday, yo. Mm-hmm. Check us out.
1: Can't wait to see you.
0: Or feel you. Or hear you.
1: Or get an email from you. It's going creepy. Let's go. Okay. <laughs>
0: and
1: we're black.
0: So we are now reviewing chapter four. And this chapter focuses on Coco's storyline. Yeah. And as we know, Coco is the dark-skinned student, woman student, who used to be friends with um, Sam. Sam. Also used to date Troy until they fell out at the end of last season. Yep. Well, until Troy um, betrayed what she feels like betrayed their relationship and betrayed her. Yeah. By damaging property during that protest and kinda not going along with her plan, with their plan. She kinda had this vision. Like for them
1: to go on this path. Right. And And be
0: Michelle and Obama. Yeah. She had she was took her weave off. She was wearing her natural hair. She was doing a whole thing. Mm -hmm. She was into it. She was born into it. Yeah. So this scene opens with a white girl. Basically she is the uh, white whisperer. So yeah, so Coco opens with Coco holding court in the lobby of their dorm. And she's basically entertaining all these white folks
1: as they ask her questions. Of how to navigate being in spaces with black people. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. Yes. The
1: weird turn of events. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. But she's basically doing what happens to a lot of us is a white person will identify us as their black uh, oracle. Yeah. to answer questions and and some of us entertain it and others tell yeah. them to go. Yeah. She's okay with the labor. Face. She finds it beneficial to her and her cause mm. and which is upward mm. mobility on campus. Very true. Right. So we do another cut scene and this is where they talk about the different black groups on campus, yes. right? So they give us a breakdown of CORE, which is a um It's like a black alliance kind of group on campus. And then you have the BSU, which is the black student union on campus and just the differences of those and why those two groups exist. Which that happens on a lot of campuses. Mm -hmm. You have several groups that are supposed to have the same goal, um, but they're just separate groups for either personality differences or small differences in ideology or small um, cultural nuances and shit
1: like that. Um, I know specifically for this, the BSU was formed first, but then in the 70s, a woman, I don't know her name, I don't remember, she left mm-hmm. the BC, the BSU, she created CORE because she felt that a lot of black women issues were being ignored in the BSU. And she also caught one of the BSU people like sleeping with one of her friends or something right, like that. Right, right. Um, so she created CORE, mm-hmm. which is actually an acronym for something that I don't remember.
0: I don't remember either. But I also thought that it was good that it showed the ways in which black, black women, women are often silenced yes. within black groups because women generally means white. Or that's who people think of when they think of women. They think of white whiteness women. And, and black, black people mean, means, means men, right? So yes. that's who we think of when we think of black people. We think of black men. And black women often get left out of these equations. The same way in which I mentioned earlier how gay is also the face Culture of gayness, gayness is, is white whiteness. men. Yes. White men in particular, uh-huh. right? So there's this thing. This is something else that I thought was cool. So they do a flashback to students in the 1950s. And they find these... Um, these books in which slaves on campus used to communicate with black students on campus. Yeah. And I, I think it's cool because there was always this way I went to, like I said, I went to Vanderbilt. There's always this way in which we know our history of mm-hmm. black people on campus. I don't know what they know now because it's expanded and yeah. they have found ways, I think to separate much of, course, of the black community. Totally. Um, but when I was there, there's always a thread of our connection to, previous black students our history as black students on that campus Mm -hmm. our connection to at Vanderbilt in particular there were the few of us that were black and then there was the black staff you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. our connection to that black staff what we meant to them and what they meant to us um and so uh I think this kind of them knowing knowing their history And these different groups of black people communicating with one another, finding safety and value in one another is important. And I like how they kind of create this history and create this story. Mm -hmm. Because there's also this misconception that black students on white campuses don't foster community. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just like if you don't know, you don't know. Like a lot of folks, they go to HBCU, which are fantastic institutions, but also I think there's a limited knowledge because our students at white universities, we don't think of us as a part of the canon of um, black history and black culture yeah. in academia. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. often look to HBCUs for that and kind of we get forgotten in that mix. Yeah. I think that's okay, but I think it needs to be acknowledged that there's an ignorance of what we do on campus, what we experience on campus, and how we connect with one another and our history in those campuses. Yeah. You and know? how
1: these safe spaces groups or whatever mm-hmm. are birthed on these campuses right. um so which right. is really really important yeah so
0: i enjoyed this history and then right they give us the history of the bsu and core and then we get to coco who right now is vying for the position of president um, of, of core right of core
1: oh i also want to add um core actually gets funding from the school and mm-hmm. bsu is kind of like this just doesn't <laughs> right,
0: right, they're just kinda out there, yeah, on their own, so we cut to Coco was on the phone with her mom, and her mom, how would you describe her mom?
1: Her mom sounds like she's from a low income neighborhood or mm-hmm. place.
0: She's speaking in AAVE, yes, which she's... we know that Coco does not. Mm-hmm. Coco is very um, speaks what people
1: like to call the King's English. Oh no! And um, well, the acronym for CORE is Congress of Racial Equality. So that was oh. just adding that. Add. Okay, got it. Okay, yes. cool.
0: Uh, so we cut to her talking to her mom, and I think that people would expect. Coco to come from a certain type of black parenting, yeah, you know. Um, so I thought that I know I know people like Coco, and I think a lot of us do who they appear to be all of these things. They appear to be very respectable, mm-hmm. and they come from. An upbringing that is less respectable yeah. or not respectable, and either their parents pushed them to be respectable, or through access and their intelligence and being able to get into different programs or scholarships or whatever, they, yeah. they have seen value in and, being a certain type of respectable person and, and so, distancing
1: and distancing distancing themselves from the right. you know, non-respectable right, kind right, of right. Person. So she's
0: on the phone with her mom, who's speaking AAVE who um had a bunch of kids in the background wow. and, and all of the all of the burdens it sounds like she has all of the burdens of blackness yes you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like she's not um like how we said of a certain income or freedom that would allow her not to have the kids in the background yeah. because a nanny or somebody yeah, would be exactly. there or something like that
1: she mentions i guess one of her siblings like well she got the job the assistant manager job at target so maybe that you know like mm-hmm. those things that right you wouldn't Based on Coco's look and how she prances around this campus, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't think that she would be connected to or aligned with.
0: Yes. And also kind of this, um, her, Coco's problems or concerns on campus are... In the grand scheme of things, and I think Coco recognizes this, smaller than the concerns of, like, her parents. Like, when I was a student, I didn't want to call home with my concerns because there were bigger concerns at home. Mm They were, like, what I thought were actual, like, real-life drama and problems. Like, I'm not calling her to tell her I'm hungry and I don't have any money here. I'll just, like, steal food. Like, this Mm -hmm. is not, you know, I'm not going to call home. You stole food regularly i'm not gonna call home as you should with yeah with these problems like i'm here you didn't send me any money so you know i don't have it yeah so what i'm supposed to call you and like ask for things mm-hmm. when i know that you have like pressures and like things happening there like i'm just not it was a lot of it was a, there were a lot of things that and this is also like an older like child burden but yeah. there's a lot of things that i needed that perhaps if i asked for it i would have got. Mm-hmm. But where's the space to ask you know what i'm saying it's Mm -hmm. just like but i saw that in coco you know even though she appeared to have by whatever means that she was able to have i saw in her that she at least felt like her problems were while her problems were big she couldn't bring that stuff home to her mom there wasn't anything that she would want to like burden her mom with or her mom wouldn't necessarily understand
1: i do want to add though when she kind of rushed her mom off the phone um yes that's too. um her her white friend i don't know her name mm-hmm. like walked up and then she just was like all right bye and it's like kind of just mm-hmm. like hung up but that could also just be like regular teenage right you know
0: right right, right college right, right. stuff too because yeah
1: because yeah. i think it was
0: also this understanding that my mom is not going to understand my problem so i'm not going to burden her with him but also she's just not going to understand them because she doesn't understand this type of life yeah you know i like this little parody cutaway they have so now they're in the lobby on um, in the dorm again, they're in the lobby, and there is this Ellen. Would you say it's like an Ellen DeGeneres type show yeah. playing? And they have this guest on. So the guy who played Lionel in the Dear White People movie, movie. is now playing this other character who's supposed to be um, I don't know who I would relate him to in I real life. I thought he was
1: supposed to be like a Ta Nehisi.
0: Yes. He was supposed to be Ta Nehisi Yes. That's who I thought he was. A little to bit. Be. I find Ta Nehisi Coates. You're right. You're right. Yeah, this guy more maybe more cooler presenting in some ways. I think Tanahasi is is a bit of a self proclaimed um like nerd. You know what I'm saying? Like in yeah, but th- yeah,
1: but I think that's why it's like a parody. So like they're they're presenting like the cooler version. Yes, like sure. if if you could like decide what you wanted him to look like or Tanahasi right. to be like, then
0: yes, yeah. okay, all right, cool um so he's that person and the ellen type figure is kind of like yeah i could ad- i want to address harder topics but, but the producers no, no, and he's like oh that's the cute thing that. that you're doing yeah. is passing the buck mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like not addressing the issues you have the power to do it but you don't want to do it so you're kind of passing it off and my bosses at work do that every day BTW. yeah mm-hmm. so they want to bring this Ta-Nehisi type personality to the campus. This is who BSU wants to bring to the campus, mm-hmm. either to speak or to be a professor or whatever the fuck, yeah. and the rest of the university is not having it. Mm-hmm. Um, they also don't have the funds to bring him to campus. BSU doesn't. Right, BSU mm-hmm. doesn't have the funds to bring him to campus. Coco and Hawaii Homegirl are also talking about joining, what is it, Pegasus?
1: Yeah, but which it sounds is- scary. <laughs>
0: But it also brings it back to why do you want to be there? Right. Right. Yeah, but it's like these groups, you know how they have all these fucking groups that are supposed to help you. If you have that on your resume, then it sends you into a certain trajectory of like career goals or whatever the fuck. You have more access. People see it and they're like, oh, you were in that group. Like the Illuminati. Yeah, sure. Like the Illuminati (laughs) or like a Greek letter organization, depending on what organization and who's looking at the resume. Just saying.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Sounds the same to me. Okay, that's <laughs> funny. That's, I think it's supposed to. I know. Yeah, I
0: think it's supposed to sound the same. Um, so they have that dialogue, and then we cut to Coco in her room eating, eating on a, licorice, eating a Twizzler, and we see the shoes in the room. Her roommate is Kelsey, so Kelsey is kind of the—would you call her? I think she's supposed to be kind of an airhead.
1: Yeah. Airhead, very, very talkative. Um, Fluffy, yes. pink,
0: rainbows and unicorns, frills. She's like, she presents like Coco, but more legally blonde. Yes, yeah? exactly. Okay, yep. cool. Google legally blonde if you're too young for that reference. So she's like, yo, why are you eating licorice? And why are you, why, what's what's going on with you? You don't don't even fucking like like, licorice you said
1: it tastes like what's your deal nasty bananas right
0: so they're having this homegirl exchange which i really like so in this moment they're having this homegirl exchange and they're talking to each other in this way that it's a homegirl exchange but they're both a certain type of black woman yes and it reminds me of how many different types of black people are featured on this show Mm mm-hmm So I really appreciate that we're seeing this sisterhood. We're seeing this homegirlness. We're seeing these two black women be very black ass women. Yeah. But it's still being presented. There's still a certain type of black woman, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I just like that we're being shown all these different types of black women.
1: Kelsey is like, why are you looking at the garbage can? And like, you know, as there's as she's grilling her, mm-hmm. trying to figure out. And then you both see them kind of cut to looking at the garbage can. And they both run to the garbage can. Kelsey digs in the garbage can and pulls out a pregnancy test. What? Yes, bitch.
0: And so we find out that Coco, Coco is, is pregnant. pregnant. And Coco Kelsey is immediately very supportive. Coco is like, oh my God. <laughs> this Coco can't was be like, happening.
1: "Those are only ninety nine point nine percent accurate." <laughs> <laughs> yes. This oh God! Life. And then Kelsey, Kelsey is really surprised because she's like, "Oh my God, they are so ambitious! You so like mm-hmm. have this path run up for yourself. I wouldn't think that this could happen." Right. And um, Coco was like, "Look, like." I'm not sex, perfect. Right? Like, I'm a human. I have sex. Sometimes mm-hmm. I might not use a condom. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I look well packaged, but, you know, shit happens. And I like that that happened because it's usually, like, supposed to be the girls who are, like, unkept or the girls who don't are, have like, a plan. Don't have a plan. Don't have it
0: figured out. Don't know who they are.
1: Or, any of those things who are the ones who get, in quotations, mm-hmm. get pregnant, mm-hmm. you know, carelessly when it literally, literally, if you're having sex, straight sex, mm-hmm. unprotected, even protected, you yeah. you can make a baby, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I really enjoyed that they chose her to do that yes. with, you know, because mm-hmm. it would have just been so easy to just make it someone else, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: So then Coco says to Kelsey, you use it. Cause they start talking about, she's like, yo, Kelsey's like, why didn't you use protection? Like yeah. what the fuck? And she's like, well, do you
1: use a condom
0: every time you have sex? And Kelsey is like, I'm a lesbian. So I don't have to, <laughs> to don't deal use- with that, I which I loved. Cause mm-hmm. again, it goes back to showing intersectionality and how, We mainstream media, white media, tries to tell us that black people only come in these very few different ways and that straight people are this way and gay people are this way or whatever. So I like that when you think of like a black queer woman. Mm A lot of us don't think about somebody like Kelsey, we'll who is frills and rainbows and, and wants pink to decorate and pups. the room
1: like every fucking day. Yes, yeah, yeah. Don't think of that.
0: Absolutely. She, um, like who is literally- also a Caribbean woman? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, we don't think of the possibility of that woman being a queer person. We think of that person wearing a weave and being pink and and frilly and having her nails and toes done. In a way to present herself to men. Yeah. You know what I Because mean? exactly. everything I we do, do is, is supposed for, to be an expression for how much for we want men, a man. for the to consumption attract a man. of men and Absolutely. all of this stuff. Yeah. So I, I really loved that that's the character that they chose. Um that who is lesbian yeah. on the series. So that was super cool. So they have this whole exchange. Coco's talking about all the shit that she, she has, has to, to deal
1: with. with and she doesn't really want to deal with this because right. it's just so much like school shit that mm-hmm. she has to deal with. And mm-hmm. now it's this fucking fetus. In my fucking stomach. Mm-hmm. There's an embryo in my stomach. And it's fucking annoying.
0: Yep. And Kelsey is being supportive. She's like, have you talked to everyone? Anyone? Have you talked to your mom? Are you going to tell Troy? And just a very supportive, like, not interrogative kind of manner. Yeah. So I thought that was really nice. And there's a lot of intimacy. Thankfully, I never had to. I had to, did have to share a room. Um, My senior year, me and Tanisha shared a room. Um, but before that, but thank like God, her. I like her. We had <laughs> yeah. we had a rocky start. <laughs> Sharing a room was a lot of rockiness. That was not our own fault. It was other people's fault. But it was us in there being rocky together. <laughs> but. The first three years, I didn't have to share a room with nobody, That's good, which was a thankful-ass yes. blessing. But I still had friends, and we still had these intimate moments and shit like that. Um, so I like that they show what happens in these dorm rooms, what happens when you're in the, in the dorm room with your friends, and like connect, the connection and the intimacy and the types of friendships you have when you're living on campus yeah. with people and mm-hmm. getting to know people. And those are the people that you lean on. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate this, um, the dynamics of that.
1: And then we cut to Troy's dirty ass Dirty
0: ass room, yo. Dirty ass room. And it just reminded me of going into people's rooms and like you know it's people who are dirty and messy and then you know it's people who are depressed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it just reminded me of all the times I went to a depressed ass person's dorm room and all the times people came into mine. <laughs> you know? Because he's in there, he looks like he fucking stinks.
1: Yeah. He's smelling. I can smell this room and I'm yes. not in the room.
0: He's got shit everywhere. He just looks like whatever. He's got chips. She's but oddly, I would still
1: fuck him. Um, <laughs> yes, I would.
0: Yeah, I would have Yeah,
1: to. that's come on, we can't.
0: You're right. I was trying to make it like I wouldn't have with him looking like he hadn't showered, but I would.
1: Yeah, I know I would. God damn. I know my truth. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't now, though. I wouldn't now. Yeah, but my college self, yeah, I would have totally fell, fell, yeah. fallen victim to that. Yes. And it would have been great. <laughs> Amazing. It would have been amazing, especially because I didn't know how great sex could be when you're having it with a competent partner. I would have been like, this is amazing.
1: I, I want to talk about that at some point, but uh-huh. not yet.
0: Yeah, but so, yeah, even in his depression, he like he can get it. So, yeah. yeah, so she's in there, she toys with the, na- the, notion, the notion of, of telling him, him that she's pregnant, but then she realizes this really, guy's a mess.
1: And the room stinks. Yeah, like I'm sure. The it room stinks, stank, he it was stinks. Dirty.
0: He offers me sex. I don't want this <laughs> with him. Normally I would, but he looks so depressed. He's in there smoking a bong. Yeah, This no. So I just came in here to tell you like you need to resign from from, from core cuz he was the president yeah, of course. um who was on the outs and he hadn't officially resigned. Mm-hmm. So, she's like, "Listen, just resign and decides not to tell him that she's
1: pregnant yeah
0: um so she gets to the meeting what is this guy's name who is trying to be president
1: i don't know but he's annoying yeah so
0: there's another there's an annoying cornball i'm gonna call him daniel like daniel on campus who didn't want to say hi to me because i was black (laughs) So i'm gonna call him daniel so daniel is there being wild annoying um and kind of vying for her spot yeah but she says she announces that troy resigned says that she wants to be president there are white people there because she has decided that white people can be a part of this group when traditionally you know it was like no this is kind of like a safe space for black folks Mm -hmm. but she's opened the door um to kind of ensure her role as president Mm -hmm. and her trajectory um on campus and kind of aligning with white folks and access. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because you can build with other black people, but there is an element of access with and your, connection. Yeah.
1: With your proximity to white. Exactly.
0: That, that, and that white folks have because they know people and they're connected to powers that black folks have traditionally been yeah, boxed out of. got the
1: complexion for protection. Yeah. That's
0: right. And the money that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she convinces them to vote her as president So she takes off as Troy comes to tell her something, but she brushes him off.
1: That's the scene where if you rewind it, Mm -hmm. like she brushes him off and he walks away, but he's still making awkward faces as he walks away. And it's like the camera's not even like... Or he's just so good. He's so good. My lion cub be making them faces. I'm like, you are
0: not even. Ain't no camera here, yo. Ain't no camera here. Yeah, okay. So we cut to her in her dorm room, and she's kind of imagining herself with a belly, and what would it look like if she were pregnant, and still kind of thinking about what she would do, um, or what she's gonna do. And then yeah. Kelsey pops back in the room, and she's like, Oh my God, you need tea.
1: And Kelsey's very type A. (laughs) She's type A and
0: she's a close talker. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She's a very close talker. But she's too adorable not to love. Yeah. So it's tolerable. So she's there making her tea. And then... She starts giving her a foot to give her a foot rub. <laughs> and and Coco thinks that she's, like, coming on to her. And she's like, listen, Because you know that's what that... the straights think. <laughs> right. Yes. anytime, like, she's like, you know I'm not gay, yeah. girl. And Casey's yeah. like, nah, I'm just Trini, and I care that you're pregnant. <laughs> and I'm going to help you and, and take care of you. Exactly. Or whatever. So here's the thing I have with this. I feel like there's this stereotype Um Women from the Caribbean are mm-hmm. somehow connected to a certain type of like culture and blackness that allows for caregiving. Yeah, that Black American women are not connected to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like we have ritual. Black American women have, and I say we as somebody who's diasporatical and of Caribbean descent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also of Black American descent. Yeah, and I feel like Black American women have rituals, have history. We have teas. We have fucking methods for shit. We are caregivers. All of of those things that women with Caribbean accents are. Of
1: course we do. But no one values what black Americans produce. Yes. Like,
0: we talk about that often on our regular show
1: so that's what that is so we can have all the teas Mm -hmm. all the remedies all the rituals Mm -hmm. all the sage all the shit but for some reason all the customs all the tradition all of it but when it's something that we do as black americans it's always void it's always Mm -hmm. invalid it's always ghetto it's always Mm -hmm. uncultured slave shit yes it's it's always that so i like that you brought that up because that is very very yeah so
0: that made me a little bit uncomfortable that's not to say that Trini women don't do what she's doing here, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of black American women that engage in these same types of caregiving totally. and sisterhood for mm-hmm. one another. And so that's the kind of thing that like, it's like the way this is presented is like oh no I'm not lesbian I'm Trini and we care for people this is
1: how we do yeah right Mm -hmm. which
0: is like it's so many moments and ways in media that this kind of storyline is presented Mm
1: -hmm. um totally that's like when we were doing bring it back to She's Gotta Have It no I know, it's such a horrible place. Yeah. But remember that scene? Oh, my God, with the
0: motherfucking ice and the clothes. The it was oh like, what gosh. the? F- what
1: is this? Like, black Americans don't have these um, remedies yeah. for things. We yeah. all do. Everyone mm-hmm. kind of has these cultural kind of remedies for things. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? But yeah. when it comes to black culture or black diasporatical things and mm-hmm. we're, like, presenting them to an audience, yeah. it's always... Black Americans do this. Caribbean mm-hmm. um, black people do this. African black people, people from the continent, do. It's always mm-hmm. it's and it's always foolish.
0: Right, right. And to me, it's not even so much the differences; it's the way in which those differences are presented. Like we w- black American women are never presented in this way. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? As as this type of caregiving and nurturing person with yeah. remedies mm-hmm. and answers yes. and solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that it's you know it's it's a little bit bothersome to me but mm-hmm. but i respect this
1: i do when i don't because i hate feet i don't want to look at feet <laughs> right now i don't
0: she has nice feet though i but, don't like feet but i, don't I feel care. you that bothered me as well i'm glad that <laughs> she put gloves on
1: yeah i was um, thinking that too i'm glad she has gloves but yeah, then i, I was like is this even her feet? feet are these even her feet do they have a foot model oh, like what's happening here yes <laughs>
0: I wonder if these are her feet. (laughs) I don't know. They are almost too good. Yeah, like I thought I would not put my feet up there. Me
1: neither. You better you better get me a foot model. You better CGI. I need me a foot stunt double. CGI.
0: I (laughs) I mean my feet are first of all too big (laughs) for this. Okay. (laughs) You have to rest them on your chest. All right. Too big for this. So anyway, we cut away from that. Coco
1: learned she didn't get into the Illuminati.
0: (laughs) Right. She's not an Illuminati. What she's is it, not, Pegasus? Pegasus, 444, whichever one, she's not <laughs> in it, okay? Um, so they're trying to find out why, and then she gets a chime on her phone, and it's bad news. We don't know what it is yet, but it's bad news.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: So she's called to a meeting, and so the fucking, what is that, What is the show? Is it Dear dear White People? Yes. That's what it is. So the radio show Dear White People um, came out, and they released some bullshit, some lie about how, uh, the BSU and CORE were in cahoots with the burning at Davis residence. Yes. And that's the hall where the white students were. That's the hall that got burnt down. And that's why all those white students have moved into, into whatever Parker or AP yeah. residence or whatever. Um, so they basically made it some conspiracy. James or somebody is like, did did y'all have this conversation because they're they're basically on the radio station and they're imitating the two black women yeah
1: they were supposed to be about email exchanges yes that they have yes. so they're like and they're reading, reading them,
0: them and mocking their voices yes. as mm-mm, girl mm-mm, in that kind of uh-huh. manner
1: that sister girl voice right that they yes. like to do yes
0: so that's disturbing. So they're kind of talking about that. And then the light, bright, light-skinned dude says, if I knew they were going to blame us for burning down David's house, I would have burned down David's house, <laughs> which is some shit that I would have said. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It's like, yo, if I knew this was going to happen to me, I would have just fucking mm-hmm. did but, it. Yeah. If this was going to, as so many times that that happened to me just in life. On campus, wherever. It's like, I knew if this was gonna fall on my head, we could have just yeah, fucking fucked everybody it. up. No, we should have just did it. We should have just did what we wanted to do and, mm-hmm. and resisted. We didn't
1: do it because we didn't want this to fall on our yeah. heads. And it's gonna be our it's fault anyway, anyway. So we
0: might as well just kill everybody. We don't condone violence here.
1: You don't condone violence. right, right. right.
0: So they're having this whole conversation, and this is when Sam suggests that they bring the tiny hussy coats figure to campus yeah. to kind of oftentimes, because that happened to us on campus back. I don't, I don't want to date myself, but there was another um, this type of situation happened to us on campus, and we're like, well, we need to bring this certain black person. Who was no, <laughs> 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 <Nah>, Sister soldier? No
1: joking.
0: Not sister soldier. That was funny. I am not that old. That was that was really foul. <laughs> Brandon is the engineer. He's laughing. And, um, you know, I thought Brandon and I had a good relationship all this time. But it's over now. It's over. That was hardcore. (laughs) No, not motherfucking sister soldier. God damn it. Anyway, some other motherfucker. um, You think they would want to bring a black woman anywhere? Not a a black
1: woman with a side ponytail. Well,
0: that's... (laughs) no those black people weren't it was far enough back that they wasn't thinking about no black woman <laughs> black woman is white campus we're trying to get help anyway no some black man they wanted to bring to campus and it was the same kind of dispute certain some black people were like nah he's too blackity black mm-hmm. other black people were like nah this is what we need and white people were like fuck all of y'all yeah. okay we're gonna oppress you (laughs) so (laughs) so we had the same debate so i thought this was interesting and another example of the differences amongst black people it's a whole room full of black people who are on the same side because bad things are happening to the both of them to all of them to the whole group yeah and they need to unify and figure some shit out but there's clearly different types of thought happening. happening um so i thought that that was cool They're like, why core? Sam is like, y'all the ones who have all the funding. We need to bring this guy to campus. You should do it. Coco is like, nah, I can't risk this shit. Lionel is like, yo, do this. You could, like, pop off and be famous and interacting with this high-profile Hasekos type person. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot of focus on you. And we know that she's like, she wants to be senator. She has, like, big dreams and goals or whatever. So that could be good. She still declines because also she is starting to feel sick because she's pregnant she's pregnant lionel baby cub lionel pulls into the side she's like listen he's like hey yeah, i well, thought we were always we're cool. cool like why are you being what's eating? the beef you've been so short with me lately what's going on between us and she vomits on him and then runs away and he's like oh my god i just started dressing nicely yes and you vomited on all my new clothes what the fuck so she goes into he didn't say that, that's what I was interpreting. But she goes to her room, she's looking Because he
1: would say, I had it up to here. I've had it to here.
0: <laughs> You're the fifth person who vomited <laughs> on me this week. <laughs> she's looking up abortions on her phone, she's crying. Kelsey shows up again to pour her more tea. Because and that's what was a woman too. I did have a full <laughs> container of tea. Gosh. I had a whole jug of Cersei tea stewing in my uh that and some sorrow in my fridge. But that's neither here nor there. Kelsey goes, shows up to pour her tea, and they start having this actual, like, abortion conversation, and she's like, listen, no matter what happens, I'm going to be there for you. I got your back. I got your back, which is really sweet. Mm -hmm. When you have nobody, the other black girl will be there. So, that's what's up. Yep. Kelsey, of course, they hug, they lay on the bed, Kelsey asks her if her weave is new. She's like, no, I washed it, so I appreciate that black girl moment.
1: Yes, I appreciate that a lot. As a person who used to wash my weave and put it back in.
0: Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of work.
1: Well, it's actually nice. Easy to wash hair, not on your Got
0: it. I just throw it in the garbage. Hey. But yes. No, right.
1: Well, if you have human hair, you rewash it. You no, spend, I've never like, bought hair that um, expensive. You buy yes. expensive human hair, you're right, going to wash that right, shit over right, right. and
0: over. I buy cheap hair. Sometimes I reuse that cheap hair, and then other times I just throw it out. And then sometimes I'll throw it out and be like, wait, I'm going to keep that and take it out <laughs> the <rubbish>. garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to the abortion clinic, Dub, they both have been dressed impeccably this whole episode. Yeah, I'm like,
1: they—that that is like dope abortion abortion yes. clinic wear. Yes. Like, yeah, even this, these
0: casual clothes, they're adorable. Also, I'm going to get my nails done like that in like a week or two. Mm-hmm. Super cute.
1: Who's? Like who's? Um, Coco. Cool, cool. oh, okay. That kind of natural color. Mm-hmm. Not
0: the length, of course. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the color. So... Coco decides, I don't want to do this. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to leave.
1: And Kelsey's like, are you sure? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And so they walk out together. They did a power walk out too. They did, the, they did do a power walk and the weave hair is bouncing. It was like a Destiny's Child video. It really
1: was. I was thinking that too. I thought Beyonce was gonna yes, like, going to pop up. Where Now that you out of my life.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. One of those songs where they all sing in unison for no yeah. reason. Early Destiny. No, not early. Early second round Destiny's yes, Child yes. where everything was a fucking chant song. Oh, gosh. I yeah. didn't really like that period. Nah, me neither. So they get back to the dorms. She's in Troy. She goes to tell Troy. Troy is freaking out. Troy wants to drink. He's worried about his dad cutting him off. And she's like, listen, you don't have it together right now. Just get it together. I need you to get it together to help me through this. Then we see her leaving campus with her bags Bags. to go have a baby. Sam Mm -hmm. comes and say bye. So we're reminded of their friendship. Do
1: you know of girls who left school because they got pregnant? Did that happen often?
0: No. I knew of two people. I don't know if it happened or not because if they left freshman year, I don't remember them. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's quite possible that that happened. Yeah, but freshman year, it's all such a blur. College is such a blur. Freshman year is such a blur that like I don't remember.
1: Gotcha. I didn't go away to school, and I mm-hmm.
0: didn't really talk to people. <laughs> in right, my I re- and I remember you said the friends you made, you just duffed them after, cl- like after college was They've, over. They You're were like, great
1: study partners. And That's so funny. That? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Physics yeah, is hard. Yeah, so I
0: don't know, but I did know people who had babies. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew uh, I knew two people. I know one person, a woman who had a baby before she came to campus, and her parents were real supportive. So she was able to, like, go to school and do all the things yeah. or whatever. Um, and sometimes the baby would come and visit and stuff like that. And then I knew, anu- and that kid is like, grown and, like, went to her own Ivy League school. And, like, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Awesome. Yeah. And then I knew a basketball player who had a baby who would like, the the mom would come and like they would like hang out with the baby and shit like that okay. on campus. But those are the only ones that I knew of. I don't remember anybody. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. I don't remember anyone in particular who had to go home. Gotcha. And then I actually remember this white couple who brought their baby to class one day. I think it was just to visit. But it wasn't presented. It was like, we're a couple and we're here with our baby and we're sophomores or juniors. It wasn't presented as like this dark... Like, oh, you had a baby in school. It was just like, oh, they just started their family early. You know what I'm saying? Because they're white. Because they're white and everything. <laughs> All right.
1: I'm going like, Did you remember you said they were white? I did say <laughs> that.
0: Right. So we see her leaving school so she can go have her baby.
1: Yes. And,
0: and then, then we then. cut to her, what is now, like, fast forward. She's an adult. And there's this whole... Sequence of her flash forward with her daughter, who then gets accepted to Winchester, yeah. and we see how much pride she has and how smart her daughter is, and all this stuff. Um, and she'll be a legacy because both of her parents went to Winchester.
1: That her and Troy aren't together because he's having a baby with someone else mm-hmm. who's probably white, but anyway, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking, okay. Just joking. And um, you see, um, her their daughter's name is Penelope, and mm-hmm. she goes into school and she has like. All this hope in her eyes that has not been crushed yet. It-
0: yeah, right? She looks mad hopeful yeah, and mad excited hopeful. to be there. Right. And she's well-dressed. And she's like seems to be a bit more of a free spirit than both her parents yes. had the freedom to be. So yeah, that's exactly. cool. Mm-hmm.
1: And then we cut back to the abortion clinic. And
0: we realized this was all a dream sequence. Yeah,
1: we were just looking
0: at and the the aborted child (laughs) oh my gosh and that's a reason to laugh (laughs) thanks queen
1: abortion oh
0: my god um Um, and
1: Coco's like fuck this and goes back into the abortion yeah
0: she hears her name again and then they decide okay here i am let's go Let's, yes. let's make this happen and something earlier when uh her and kelsey were in the bedroom we could tell that she was torn like she she wasn't torn she was definitely she decided she was going to have an abortion but yeah. she's like i'm also not the type of person to just go have an abortion like yeah. this this hurts me it's not something that i do um gleefully yeah. but i feel like this is what i have to do why
1: are you laughing because who skips it up gleefully time oh, for an to abortion and, hey girl i'm having an abortion Come with me to the abortion party <laughs> who does it gleefully
0: i was trying to think of one of my one home girl who she wasn't gleeful though
1: yeah but she I mean. was not I, sad or depressed Okay, as a person who has had an abortion right okay i was not sad or depressed either Right, i was like i'm doing this to get like it was yeah. not like this huge hard decision for me mm-hmm. it was not but it was never gleeful right that's true. It was not. That's true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. But it wasn't a hard decision for me at mm-hmm. all. Like when I see playbacks of women having to go back and forth or shit, I, I didn't have any of that. Right. So I always feel very distant from that space mm-hmm. where people are confused and don't know what to do and yeah. blah, blah blah blah.
0: And uh, of a lot of the people who I know, I mean, it's a lot. I've I've been blessed to where I, I haven't um, been in that situation before. Mm-hmm. So where I had to decide to have an abortion, probably because I'm barren. I don't know, but anyway. <laughs> <no. laughs>
1: Yeah, there's another. No, I don't know if I'm bad. To not be gleeful.
0: I, <laughs> no, but I've I've never really had unprotected sex, really. But anyway, uh, yeah. we know, girl. <laughs> we know. I feel like a lot of the shame surrounding abortion has to do with like your upbringing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you were taught like this is a bad, horrible, shameful, tragic, horrible thing, and you're going to hell for it, that often contributes to a lot of your. Well, I was raised Muslim. I was going
1: to go hell for lots of reasons.
0: No, sure, sure, but there are people.
1: Everything I did in my life, mm-hmm. I was told I was going to go to hell for. I did not care.
0: Right. So there's that. There, <laughs> there are, what I'm saying is there are people who did care, <laughs> right? And that their misery surrounding that wasn't necessarily like, oh, wow, I'm having an abortion. And this act of having an abortion is so bad. But because it was tied to those, it was tied to the caring about that ministry or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but anyway yeah so she has the abortion she does a power walk by herself she into does. the abortion she room. doesn't
1: walking in like can, can like, you keep no. up baby boy <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're right she does it by herself yes <laughs> she walks in and she has her abortion yo dear black people you can be a black american woman and no things. Yes. We drink teas. Yes. We have remedies. Mm-hmm. We have rituals. We have shit that you're not supposed to do after dark. We have shit you're not supposed to like have in your house at yep. a certain time. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. All type of shit.
1: Exactly.
0: And um, there's value in black American shit, yo. Yep. There's value in Caribbean shit. Yes. There's value in all of our diasporatical shit, yo. All of it. We're all also connected because we are African descended peoples. Yup. Shock. So, yeah, so that's my dear black people, I think, for the week. What do you, you have? Any I dear like black that. people? I like that one. Okay. I like dear white people, you should not have a seat at the table in
1: the any BSU of the black caucuses. Or
0: court. Thank you. Any there of we go. Them. Caucus. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> in any of the black caucuses or any of the black groups, if they invite you, sit in the back. It was bitches sitting at that table, sitting up at the front, yeah, and shit like okay. that.
1: if solange did not say you could have a seat at the table you cannot have a seat you shall stand Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and donate money that is what you
0: do know your role shit know your place know your place so yeah so i did decide that i am in love with the series as soon as kelsey was like i'm a lesbian i was like you know what I think (laughs) they did they're doing doing better this season yeah i really do like i did not like
1: the first season yeah
0: and and i think a part of i'm liking that the the show is flushing things out that the movie could not exactly you know what I'm saying. It was and too short. that's
1: what they wanted to do. I listened to a uh, interview that I can't remember his name right now. the director of the movie and the series mm-hmm. um the writer director he said that he yeah. was like there was there's some episodes that actually he wanted to put in the movie, and it was mm. just too much. And so they cut it out, but now yeah. that they have a show, they're able to explore these. Yeah,
0: things. I think I'm officially fucking with this, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I'm into it. I'm here for this. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I'm actually enjoying it. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm watching them more than once, and I don't feel like I'm being abused as a black woman. That's what I enjoy for watching. That's it's all I fucking ask. Abused. I don't want to be abused as a black woman who enjoys her life and who's not here to serve men. You know what I'm saying? Wait, I don't want to feel abused or punished for that shit. So yeah, I'm definitely enjoying this. I'm enjoying the way they're addressing intersectionality. I'm enjoying the way that they're addressing, um, black womanhood, and even the stuff that I'm like, I like. I'm okay with having these little critiques. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
1: I like that they address black women erasure, but mm-hmm. when it came to them creating core right. and all that stuff. Right. Like, so
0: right. And how that group was founded by a group of black women who held it down and, and still w- invited black men to join. Yes. You know what I mean? It became and the main group on campus. They
1: held it down to the point where it was able to be the group to get the funding yes. and all of that shit. Right. They, right. they put in right. work, right. Right. you
0: mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm fucking with it, yo. So, um, be, sure to come back and join us for um, our review of episodes 5 and And 6 yep 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 Um, yeah that's what that's our midway episode yep all right, so we're getting through it, yo. I'm super excited. I'm having a good black-ass time. We know that this is something that's needed. Like This series is incredibly important, especially as we see um, shit happening to black students on campuses yes. around the country. Most recent and most notable is um, the black student who was napping in a common room at, Nair- at Yale. At Nair. At Nair. Uh, taking a fucking nap in the dorm, in the common room, at Yale. I have taken a full-ass go-to-bed-and-go-to-sleep in those common rooms because that's what you do you. where you live.
1: No, but you literally fall asleep anywhere. Oh, well, that's true. So, of course. It's in my genes. Of course. It's in my jeans. Jay will fall asleep, made conversation.
0: <sighs> my mom worked overnight. I was taught you can just fall asleep when you feel like <laughs> it. Okay? But no, but also, but a lot of students do that. You study, you take a nap, you wake up, you go to your room, you're in bed for the night. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just the fact that you could, the, the, somebody would call, the cop, a fellow student would call the cops on you for, like, being a student, minding your fucking for business. sleeping. Yeah. In your dorm. Sleeping. Like, the dorms are where you live. So if you're in the... Com- motherfuckers take naps in the common areas. I like,
1: yeah, I got in here because I yeah. have the credentials to be right. in this space.
0: So fuck that entirely. Um, fuck that person who called the cops on that black student. Um, fuck Yale for that also a little bit. 'Cause they have to they went, they've like verified if she was a student and stuff like that and acted as uh the white people police. Of course. Um, so yeah, so fuck all that's that shit. So yeah, I guess I say that to say how much we value this series and like the work it's doing to expose this kind of shit and mm-hmm. to have these conversations. Um, and that the series is not just a starting the conversation ass nigga. It's really exploring it's not, things. It's, it's not, not it's not clickbait. You know what I'm saying? Oh gosh. So this is dope and I'm here for it. And be, sh- be sure to check us out every Tuesday um, for our regular podcast, Tea with Queen and J podcast, Joe. We're there every Tuesday, and then we're back with reviews every Wednesday. So be sure you're using the hashtags: hashtag dear black people, hashtag dear white people, hashtag tea with QJ. And as always, you can follow us on social media at tea with QJ on Twitter and Instagram. We are tea with Queen and J on Facebook and Tumblr. You can send us t-mail at twithqueenandj at gmail dot com and be sure to check out our website J dot com. We want to talk about this series with you and any shit that comes up that you feel like surrounding the series yeah. or anything that you want us to address um, in the series. As we said before, I'm watching it two episodes at a time just to kind of keep the pacing of this. And, and I have that's
1: finished. That's right, this series.
0: So that's where we are with this so yeah yo engage with us talk to us about it let us know what you think also please go back if you have not already and listen to our she's gotta have it review series you can listen to it without watching the series if you'd like or you can check it out and
1: see and you know just listen to us give us (laughs) listen to us they don't need any more
0: any more stress all right okay thank you yo do we have anything else do we end this with hashtags or we done i don't remember what we did last time (laughs) I don't remember either. I feel like, do we, do you know? He wasn't here. Like, he was, I don't
1: know. <laughs> Let's just leave. Okay, bye.
0: Parlez-vous Francais, bitch.
1: I mean, they appropriated a the land from the Native Americans, uh-huh.
0: appropriated a whole people from Africa to work the new land they stole, so Ooh. of course white people are appropriating oppression. That's the new Katy Perry single, right? Mm-hmm. Oppression featuring amigos. <laughs> I'm not about to play with you.
1: <laughs> On the lowest of Alicia Keys, I'm about to appropriate this entire conversation in my next Dear White People.
0: Shout me out, baby. Yes, girl, Queens. Slay. Lionel, your shoes suggest that you enjoy Caucasian music. What do you think of the current pop landscape? I mean, I enjoy a little Taylor Swift every now and again. Uh-oh. Don't do it, Leo. We agreed. You speak ill of and I'm dragging Miss Germanata. You leave Gaga We'll cease fire, bitch. Okay, can we go to at least one function where we do not discuss white people? Oh, so <laughs> it relaxes me.